you feel the fucking difference? Oh, it's amazing. I feel like I talk about the quality difference every other episode, but now we've taken a huge leap in an amazing direction, so... It's amazing what a little bit of equipment can do. Jesus Christ. And if I could explain to you technically what happened, I would, but we're going to leave it alone. And then, um, this is my first time being in, I guess we can call this the finished studio. Yeah, it's uh, finished without without taste. Yeah, so we, we, st- we still need to do some decorating, but um, all, the, uh, all the drywall and the paint is up. Yep, yep. Uh, the carp the carpet's down and has been vacuumed and no more, no more mess is going to be made on it. Nope. So, you know, it's kind of, uh, kind of nice in here. And the first day we fuck around back in here, we get the, we're going to do a little trial run with this, with the video too. Yeah. So this, this could be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Yeah. Um, you know, I hate myself on video, but we'll, uh, we'll get past that. Fuck it. That's going to be amazing once it's all done but yeah i think uh, i think you've got just the right level of grunge in the studio <laughs> that it feels comfortable some people well i mean pretty much everybody has said like keep it keep it simple yeah and keep it purposeful and i'm like probably the only one who doesn't agree but it's just me yeah i was uh i was listening to another podcast the other day and uh the guy was talking about you know he's he's quite a bit farther along the uh the trail than you are and he's talking about getting a commercial place and he was like I looked at this one place but in the lobby was a bank and I was like we can't do that <laughs> no no there's a lot of things that you have to kind of look for when you're doing this kind of shit like like you can almost go too classy for a podcast studio mm-hmm. yeah and that was kind of there was kind of talked about if this thing takes off sooner than later, then I'm just going to keep this house and literally repurpose it for the whole studio. Yeah. I would do that. It'd be fine. So. Yeah, no, it would, it would be awesome if you could buy this house and just build a shop in the backyard and the studio out here and your music studio in the bed, in the, uh, in the inside. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. Yep. Yep, there's a lot of, I mean, eh, nothing's out of the question yet, so. But anyway, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Oh, yeah, of course, man. I think, little, the, I think the world has missed me. There's a little short notice, and yeah, you're, you're fucking way overdue. So this is, it's difficult. I don't know, it's like I'm supposed to talk to, talk with them or with you, but <laughs> it's all good. You know, I know, I didn't think about that. You know, I got this, uh microphone boom in the face and you know i kind of forget that the camera's there that's good well the light fucking helps yeah no it's uh the the ring light is definitely hey here i am yeah good morning but it's okay so um something that i've kind of picked up on i'm gonna i'm gonna call myself out here a little bit um i kind of you know you've you've been around for just about all of my ups and downs for the most part and I went through the stages of you know weeding people out and figuring out how to do that while also figuring out how to be alone and do things on my own and things like that I went through all these roller coasters and I find myself experiencing a new one recently 
And we're not gonna I'm not gonna pull any names because it's it's in a bunch of different circumstances, but I've I've developed now a different mentality and I know what I'm capable of doing on my own. I know what I can do on my own and I know what I can do while I'm focused and disciplined. Yeah. Right. So I've discovered this new part of me that I'm thankful for, but I find another part of me almost see in my eyes like it it's not a very good balance you might disagree and that's okay but i feel almost as though i'm i'm acting a little arrogant in a certain way i mean it's all right to be arrogant sometimes i mean <laughs> i figured you might have a good positive twist on this you you don't want to be an asshole about it like hey you know i'm better than you at, at this and that you know um but- and see that's exactly the twist that i don't want to be portrayed However, I'll kind of I'll get back to that in just a second. What I what I found myself doing now is, um, when I when I discover that certain aspects of my life or certain people or certain parts, when I finally discover that they are not going to hold weight in what I'm trying to accomplish, or they're going to provide more of an anchor than they are for anything else. I I I fucking have been pushing things away. Yeah. Um. The I mean, the easiest way to avoid conflict is just not to talk to them mm-hmm. and hope that they don't pry into what you're doing. Well, again, these are circumstances and people. It's it's collective things. Yeah. But I I show if if it's not going to benefit what I'm trying to accomplish mentally or physically, I don't mean that in an arrogant way. That was my problem. Yeah, so I guess if you have to speak up about it, you can say, hey, this is something that for my mind's sake I need to mm-hmm. attempt on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I can do it, but I need to find out for sure if it's me or if it's the outside help. Kind of, You're kind of drifting in a different direction. Yeah. That may also be a case. Um well, when things get, we'll use the word distracting. I've been finding myself putting distance between me and that distraction. Yeah. Because of everything that I am trying to get done and wanting to get done. That's not, this isn't, this isn't just work, you know, it's stuff that I want to fucking do. Yeah. Well, and everything is a distraction these days. I mean, with these super computers in our pocket. God damn, that's the fucking truth. I I can't tell you how much time I waste on TikTok. We all, we both do. But, I mean, you make a valid point, uh, and it just feels some days more than others like I'm portraying something that I don't want to, but I would also say that people say that success brings enemies, you know? People are going to think what they want to think, and people are going to assume what they're going to assume, and whatever, you know, yeah. Haters gonna hate. Yeah, you just said it too. Um, like the first thing you said when you walked in. <laughs> haters gonna hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I mean, people are always gonna try to bring you down to their level because you know they don't want you to succeed. Um, I feel like uh, you've done pretty well in that, though, uh, and that everybody that we've talked to really about this podcast has been supportive. Dude, I have had an outstanding amount of support for this whole thing, and I am I am blessed in that one circumstance. 
And I'm super thankful for that because it has not, this has not been an easy road, but everybody that has been supporting of it has made it a million times easier than it should have been. Yeah. And, and beyond that, I mean, I don't feel like everybody's intention is to bring you down. No, I, I would agree with you. But it's, it's hard to let go of the past. And so either personally or with your friends, you know, you see them doing good and you want them to do good, mm -hmm. but you don't want them to leave you behind. Yes, I can see that. And the, the same thing goes with your personal life just as a personal battle between you and yourself, you know, coming back to the me versus me thing is I don't hate who I was, but I want to love who I'm going to be better. Hell yeah, I like that a lot. That makes me feel a lot better about it. Because uh, I think what you just said kind of resonates with me pretty heavily is what I'm trying to become and what I'm trying to change means a lot more to me than anything I've done in the past. Yeah. And I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got some changes to make myself. And, you know, it's not that I hate who I am now, but... I feel like that it could be better for me in the future, and I want to love the future me. Well, I think anybody also, too, on that note, anybody that says, I'm perfectly fine the way I am, it's a very complex statement, and I don't mean it the way it comes off, but it's like, one thing I always say is, the day that you, the day that you say that you're so comfortable on a motorcycle that you can just hang up the helmet and I don't, you don't need it anymore is probably the day you should sell the bike. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's not just on motorcycles. Um, in the tow truck world, uh, I got to a point where, you know, I don't know if it was my uh, mental well-being not being well, um, but it got to the point where I wasn't scared to stand on the side of the road. Yeah, that's a big, big red flag. And uh, a lot of people say in the tow truck world that when you're no longer scared to play in the traffic that you should probably hang up your chains. Yeah, probably time to go. Um, so it's, you know, and and I feel like you should learn something new every day. I wholeheartedly agree, and that's kind of where that statement was going. Yeah, and I, if whether or not you do it by accident or on purpose. You have to be open and willing to be able to learn, too. Yeah, and I feel like if you didn't learn anything new yesterday, then you should seek out a second thing to learn next day. So if you didn't learn anything new yesterday, what are you doing? This is go out and learn two things new today. This is kind of where that want and drive. This is the part that is is a little scarier for people to step outside of their comfort zone to do things, you know. Yeah. And I I can I can see why, but I will say that looking for a little bit more adventure in my day-to-day -day has definitely made things more interesting yeah uh looking for an adventure is is also important yeah. because it keeps the mind busy fuck yeah it does but i'm just saying from a standpoint of learning things mm -hmm. if you're not learning something new every day you're not doing it right i agree with you 100 percent on that and a lot of the times if you just open your mind things will fall into your lap that has definitely proven to be true quite a bit and when you allow that that circumstance, you know, it's it's usually things that you need to be doing or things that you need to be learning. 
Yeah, which is even more cool because the pieces just kind of fall together, you know? And I think uh, in general, just being open-minded yes. is good good for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, never think that your way of thinking is the only way. No. That's, that's, a, that's a struggle for a lot of people, including myself sometimes. But um, sometimes you ha- you have to be willing to have a conversation and be willing to acknowledge another side of something. Yeah. I mean, how many different ways are there to drink a beer out of a beer can? Well, there's a couple of them now. <laughs> we'll make a hole here and we'll drink it backwards. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Yep, this looks cool, so we'll try that. <laughs> yep. Wow. That's something I've been kind of struggling with mentally lately. Yeah, staying open-minded. No, no, I was just going back to the where I started with this. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, just I, I think the only thing that I struggle with with the whole thing as as a as a whole picture is that I want to make sure that I'm doing the things that I need to be doing, and not making more ginormous mistakes. Yeah, and and the day to day on that is different every day. I yeah. Mean, yeah. There, there are certain things that carry over, like, you know, every day you should wake up and you should have a shower, you know, or, or have one before you go to bed, whichever one you prefer. Um, you know, so, you know, hygiene is number one. Uh, make sure you're taking care of yourself, drinking enough water. Mm-hmm. But then beyond the basics are, you know, do you need to be doing something today? Do you need to be learning something today? Do, do you need to be uh, relaxing and getting your mind right? Every every day is a new challenge. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, the things that I want to be doing have a lot less of, of my time than, than I would like, and I get to spend a lot of time thinking about that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the things that I want to be doing uh, require money that I don't have. Yes. So I get to think about them a lot. Um, but I don't get to act on them as often. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult when you have all the time in the world to think about things that you want to accomplish and being patient in the time that it takes to accomplish them. And, yeah. you know, this is, I've got more time than money. Somehow or another, I've managed to, uh, to train my brain to not like don't get me wrong there's days that I want to hang shit up and just call it even but I'm so in love with the idea of doing things that I want to do so much so that I I almost refuse at this point to accept the fact that I would just settle at a job that I don't want to fucking do yeah that that idea to me is just disgusting yeah absolutely ne- never settle if you're not happy don't settle uh, there's there's always new opportunities around there around every corner. I mean, look at this podcast. If this podcast takes off, but that's one of those things that takes a lot of discipline. Yeah, and you have to remember how much that's something that people don't want to do. Yeah, discipline and accountability are not uh, not very common these days. I mean, neither is common sense. <laughs> um, but it's it's probably the driving force behind everything. Yeah. I would agree with you. 
we got to hold ourselves accountable to a higher level. I think that's important. And again, just like you said, um, kind of with the day-to-day of things, just pushing yourself a little bit more every day. Doesn't have to be all in one, you know? Baby steps. Yeah. Take some time and fucking get there. Small steps. Yeah, and you don't necessarily have to admit it to the world. You know, if you if you made a mistake yesterday, you don't necessarily have to come out and apologize to that person. Right. You just say, you know, just say to yourself, hey, you know, you yeah. know, looking back, maybe I could have done things differently. Let's try and be better next time. And then the next time you fix it. And that's the uh, that's the accountability part. Mm-hmm. Even when you're, even when you're in a position like uh, like I am living by myself with a house, you know, and things like that, um, I try to make sure I'm kind of up my own ass about stupid little shit, like my laundry, for example. Yeah. Um. It, not nothing stereotypical, but all in all, put your fucking dirty laundry where it goes. Don't leave it around. I, this one sounds stupid, but make your bed in the morning. Yeah, I fight that one on a daily basis. <laughs> make your bed in the morning, and that's just a one small step that will develop into other other bigger things. You know, just a little bit of discipline. And it, it really is amazing how much cleaner your room does look when you put your laundry away and you make your bed. And you're like, you know what? This actually looks presentable. Mm-hmm. And then the days that you just, you know... Take your clothes off, throw them on the floor, and then you wake up in the morning and don't make your bed. You're like, oh, my God, I can't have people over this. <laughs> Think about you're presenting, you're presenting your house the way you'd present your mind to yourself. Yeah. Clean it up a little bit and keep it tidy. And uh, the more bullshit you allow into your brain and the more bullshit you allow into your house and your space, it's the same thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when you look at your room when it's a mess, it can be overwhelming. And uh, it sure can. For certain people like me who have ADHD, that overwhelming feeling, I mean, you know, people who suffer from anxiety, um, yeah, you look at something that's messy like that and all of a sudden it's debilitating. Your priorities get scrambled yeah. very quickly. Um, it's, it's almost like paralysis of the brain. <laughs> you kind of just walk away. Yeah. Which is not a good thing either. No, because then it never gets fixed. Well, then you don't address the issue. You're like, fuck. Let's just ignore the elephant yeah. in the room. Well, that really sucks. I got to go. <laughs> um, Funny, this is kind of a, wi- a, a weird string and a wide turn off of everything that we've been talking about. But since you brought it up, um, a close friend of ours actually sent me something the other day. It might have been yesterday, actually. Um, It was like a, a video or a clip or a TikTok or some random shit. And it was, it said, um, you know, people with ADD and, and on the spectrum and things like that, they are, fuck, this is some, this is stuff that Sheldon talks about too, but the, your, 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 your neurology, you tend to group yourself with people that are like-minded. Oh, absolutely. And for one, it brought up a lot of question marks. <laughs> I brought up a lot of question marks. <laughs> Start looking at your friend group going, oh, dude, mm. believe me, I was like, is he? Oh, God, he is. What about her? Oh, fuck. He... But yeah. I, I, don't, I, not, I don't see anything as, like, a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. And and I would like to talk about 
like uh I've been learning a lot about uh myself and my brain. Uh and actually I've been learning about a lot about myself through TikTok. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the algorithm just yeah. happens to, to be on point. Yeah, it's um when I was diagnosed with ADHD at a young age, doctors believed that you could not have ADHD and autism at the same time. Yeah. Here we are 20 years later, and there are studies that are out there that prove that ADHD and some level of autism are the two most commonly co-diagnosed uh, brain diseases, brain, or you know, I don't, I don't really want to call them brain diseases because they're not as. If you use them right, then they're more of a plus than they are a negative. Um, but you know, for 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 ease of sakes, we'll call it call them brain diseases. Most commonly, two diagnosed, co-diagnosed brain diseases out there. Interesting. I would not, honestly, I mean, I, I guess not knowing doesn't help, but I would not have guessed that. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's, the autism spectrum is so large that it's it's crazy how, like, you can be, you can be high-functioning autism and never know it, but you just have these quirks about you. Right. And then you go and you look at it, and you're like, wait a minute, could, it, could I be? And... Then you start learning a little more and more about it, and you do some research and take a test, and you go, hey, I've got autism. Hmm. But it's not always a bad thing. I guess I really don't know what to take of it, because I'm kind of, I mean, it's one of those things, like, we're grown up, growing up and, and hearing all the derogatory terms and things that go along with certain cases like that you know you you, you don't want to hear that yeah I and mean, i can't help but feeling the negative connotations go with it um although it's been been very well described the last 10 years or so as as probably a positive thing yeah so one of the big things about like ADD and ADHD is people think that it's a um, inability to focus, which is kind of true if it's a subject that is not of interest to uh, the, the, the person that you're talking to. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, another symptom of ADHD, ADD is hyper-focusing, which is good and bad because when you hyper-focus... You can tend to forget the world around you, which may or may not help you. Um, Gee, <laughs> sorry, I'm seeing, yeah. seeing rings now. Yeah, turning off that ring light was a was was nice. A little shock factor, kind of, kind of distracted my brain. Um, speaking of which, but uh, yeah, so so you know, ADHD and ADD, you can have. The, the ability not to focus, but also the ability to hyper-focus. Close off the world around you and work through a set of problems that, you know, other people may not be able to because they're not able to hyper-focus. This, this kind of conversation 
for one, it takes me back to high school because in the high school I was, I was just being a little bit older. I kind of came from a different generation of diagnosis, so to speak. Um, when I was going through all this bullshit, it was never, it was never diagnosed as a good thing. Yeah. That's why I fall a little bit farther into the negative part of it than I do the positive. Also that because of the way I was treated for it, not clinically treated, but treated like in general. Yeah, I mean that we're only we're only about five years apart, and uh, so I feel like into my high school years things changed, uh, and it started not being such a negative, and we started as a society exploring the positives. Yeah. But absolutely, when when you and I, you and I were diagnosed, it was you know here's a pill. Yeah, take, take this pill every day. I was gonna say I feel I feel like. I was an experimental child for fucking Ritalin. Yeah. And and that was just uh try this. Yeah. Um I've spoken about a little bit about it before, but going into high school watching certain classes fail simply because of my retention, there was no interest in yeah. in a lot of the shit they were trying to jam down our throats. And everybody's like, "Well, he just doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it." And I'm like, "I I just it doesn't stick. I don't know what I was supposed to tell you. Yeah, it's not that you don't get it. It's that you have no desire to get it. I could do the forced classwork. I could make it understand that day. Uh, retaining it never happened. Yeah, and on on my level, you know, I had, I would say I had a pretty good retention of it, but I had no desire to use it, so... You know, I would do the classwork while I was there in class. Right. But after school, it was, I'm free from school. I'm not doing this homework. <laughs> I have no desire to do this. I kind of, I, I, I want to introduce um, another issue that I don't think I've ever spoken of. Um, but one of the other things that kind of has been in question most of my life, too, was my, my sleep. I don't know if it's actually sleep apnea or not, but they uh I had sleeping tests done and as a as a young teenager they said that I was only resting what they say like 32% of my actual sleep time. Oh really? Yeah. Um from like let's say like 2 to probably like 6 in the morning. Mm. Is the only time I was actually resting. Interesting, and they 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 blame part of that on some of the retention issue as well, but also too that I wasn't interested in any of the topics that I wasn't passing. Yeah, and you know that sleep is a big thing. If you're not getting enough sleep, then your brain is not functioning at its, you know, at its peak. Um, That's what I hear. But but also you know, and we we're learning more and more that there are different ways to teach um, different-minded people. Yes, yes. But that is important. Absolutely, during during your course uh, through the public school system, it was, you know, here's here's how we're going to teach it. If you don't understand it, you don't understand it. Yeah, it was a little bit more of a rigid course than things are now. And then only like five years later was the, you know, no child left behind uh, generation. And so they... You know, they tried to figure it out, mm-hmm. but I think we're still learning. 
it's 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 a difficult thing. The, the more and more that we talk about it on here, the more and more I want to uh, educate myself on the circumstances and the brain function on both parties, and because I'm because I don't understand how people can not think about some of the shit that we think about or talk about. Like in my head, I don't understand how people don't address half their life issues. Most things just go by the wayside. I don't know. See, and this is where I get like conflicted with people that I care about or stuff like that because like I don't know if it's just you. I don't know if it's not being acknowledged on purpose, on accident, or if it's just pure laziness. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if any of that makes sense. You, it's. And, it's hard because you have to realize first that you are different before you can even think about changing. I think I think I I don't yeah I don't think I even acknowledge myself as. I mean, you are different. Thank you. Uh, I think we're. I think most of us are different. It's a much nicer word than I used to that I'm used to hearing. <laughs> special. <laughs> so that's even nicer. My mom told me I'm special. They wanted to put me in special ed classes, but they kind of did for me. I think you're right. I think, but it was so like in middle school, I was part of a, I guess, experimental group mm. um, where we were extra smart children, but we learned a different way. And so. We weren't, like, it wasn't special ed. We we were called the gifted program. Oh, perfect. So, yeah. That sounds real enlightening for a child. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we were, we were more hands-on with learning than most of the other classes. The other classes learned from books, and it worked for them. Uh, but our group uh, was very hands-on, very you know, had to be physically entertained. Um, some of it is uh, like like learning through spatial awareness. Spatial awareness. Yeah. So so like you have to you have to see it being done in order to comprehend it almost. Oh, I see. Um. So I see. When we were, we actually learned about flight in uh, in middle school. And they brought out hot air balloons. Why in the fuck are they teaching you about flight as an eighth grader? Because we were gifted. Yeah, fuck shit. So like we we learned about uh, how the shape of an airplane wing generates lift. And this works for you. Yeah. Goddamn. Um. And so they brought in uh, a hot air balloon to our middle school, to the field. Yeah. And like they launched it out of our middle school uh, field. None of the other classes got to experience experience that. That's that's kind of fucking legit. Uh, and then we learned about the Civil War. They brought in actual reenactment uh, actors. You know the the people that are part of these groups that go out every year and reenact battles of the Civil War just for fun. Yeah, I've seen those. I mean, I would say it's just for fun, but it's not because they're doing. They're, they are historians, and they're doing less to create a uh, visual representation of history. A very interactive educational. Yeah, rather than just being 
Um, reading out of a fucking book. Yeah, reading it out of a book. We had a cannon come to our field in, in middle school. Wow. And they lit off a cannon. I'm a little jelly now. <laughs> so I am extremely thankful to my teachers and that gifted program. Uh, I learned a lot. We got to do a lot. Um, we learned a lot about uh, like different kinds of music. Um, we had drum teachers come in huh. and teach us all about like uh, the 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 African you know hand drums. That's pretty sweet. So, you know we 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 had it good in that program, um, but it was you know. It was a very small program. It was, I think it was like two classrooms worth of kids, you know, probably, oh, yeah. probably like 60. That's pretty small. Yeah. You know, I would I would like to express something, if I may. Um, What's that? Of, uh, a big point of frustration for me. Um, I, I kind of, I talked a little bit about the, the negative connotation that went with it as a social thing. But one of the other things that I, I always found myself a little frustrated with, um, how do you say, like, you ever, you ever heard the way a, a mom speaks to a toddler? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, the high pitched, happy fucking. Oh yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've noticed that. The fucking. Right. Uh, I mean, it's the same way we talk to our dogs. Exactly. Exactly. But being talked to like that and listening to it, you know, while it's happening in front of you and, and being in your mind as a as an eighth grader or a ninth grader, being in your mind going, why why the fuck? Why, why, are, you, why are you talking to me like this? Yeah. You know, and, and it, it's them trying to be... It's them trying to be, uh, oh, oh no, not aware. Like, you you know what I'm trying to say. They're trying to speak to you the way they think that that's the way you're going to understand, or in order to not frustrate you, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah, I I under I kind of understand what you're getting at. But all I'm all I'm hearing is this fucking dog voice <laughs> while they're trying to tell me how how I'm everything's going to be okay, and I'm just a little. We're just having a learning curve again. Well, and and, that, and that's the problem. Um, you know, I mean, we're we're a part of the same generation, quote unquote, but we're part we're from different parts of it. And uh, that's the that's the struggle is that you know, being aware of it happening, like it's it's super frustrating that I, that they don't they don't believe me when I'm sit, sitting there telling them like it's not that. Yeah, and 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 they went from you know this is what we think is going on. This is the, what we think is going to help to, you know, let's actually try something different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they sure took a, a wild leap towards the end there. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately they, they thought, you know, just talking to people different at first was going to change things. Right. Well, they, they think that your, your mindset and your like-mindedness is, is younger than what you are because they think they thought of it as, as being debilitating. Yeah, and and that was never the case. No, I mean it. It can be in some cases. Can be yes. Um, and I would say in my case, I am both 
older and younger than I actually am. Um, I can connect on a similar basis with people that are younger than I am, mm-hmm. but I choose not to. I prefer the companionship of people who are five to ten years older than I am. Uh, because I am looking for that maturity. And... I can see that. I find this in my day-to-day pretty often where I find myself in a much easier conversation on accident with people of my age or older. It's it's much more of a comfortable level for me than trying to have a discussion with just about anybody of the younger generations. Yeah. And, um, you know, being me in my childhood probably didn't help um, that as a child, uh, I, I was, I actually still am, uh, I'm part of a model railroaders association. And there are some of us young bucks in there. Um, you know, and, and every year, you know, we try to recruit more younger people to keep the hobby growing. Um, but for the most part, it's a lot of older men that have the, the money to go play with toys that are made for big boys, (laughs) (laughs) big boys and their toys. There's, uh, one of the expos I went to as a child. Um, and so it's. You go into a hobby shop nowadays, and you look at you look at the toys like an actual hobby shop, not just the not just the toy aisle at Target or or Walmart. If you can find an actual hobby shop, there's a couple of them. Uh, there's Hobby Bench over at Forty Third and Union. It's still there, or Forty Third and Bell. Yeah, yeah, oh. it's still there. Wow. They, I think they've got three locations. Son of a bitch, they're holding on. <laughs> um, and you go in there, and there's some affordable stuff. But then there's also the toys, I call them toys, loosely. Um, they're almost full-on airplanes and and cars and whatnot and boats that cost thousands of dollars. Well, they have like eighth-scale stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Big, big money stuff. Yeah, big money stuff. And so the same thing exists in the railroading world is you've got your your little toy trains and then you've got your your miniatures that are... Uh, highly decorated, and then you've got your more expensive, larger uh, hobby toys. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they they cost you know ten thousand dollars and up. So there's a lot of uh, grown men out there that are you know I guess reliving their childhood, uh, enjoying the hobby. And so I grew up around these people, and so I've always grown up around older people and a lot of the people that I would consider friends and family are much older than I am. And so even through school, I was always looking up to the older kids. Like as a freshman, most of my friends in high school were seniors, juniors and juniors. And now, you know, you're five years older than I am, but I consider you my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I find it, well, I don't really, I guess I don't really find childhood tendencies in any, anything that I would do, but then again, some of my hobbies are 
very primitive and man-like hobbies. Yeah. Well, now that we're into, you know, cars and whatnot, that hobby, uh, you know, it, it, it starts at, you know, a young age and goes all the way up to older age. Sure. So, so we don't, we don't really see it anymore because we are in that, you know, that middle age, uh, category where there are people younger than us that are in the hobby and there are people older than us that are in the hobby and there's people that are, that are same age. It still kind of makes me laugh almost every day, at least once or twice. What? But just, if I'm just driving my, my truck to work or home, <laughs> or even sometimes when I just look at it while it's parked at work, there's every now and again, I'll giggle to myself, like, why do I have that? <laughs> yeah. Um, who gave that to me? Yeah, who who told me I was allowed to play with real money? <laughs> yeah, that was that truck is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you have to have those little things in your life. You can't be all work and no play. I can't emphasize how important that is, and it feels so ridiculous to talk about material objects like that. But on the on the other token of having experienced that drain and not having some kind of a passion for something. That's debilitating. Yeah. It's fucking worthless, man, and it makes you feel like shit. And if that's the little bit of enjoyment that I get, then fuck it. It's just money. I'm it's it's you know, it's not gonna be here when I die. Yeah, and, and different people treat their their hobbies differently. Sure. because um, there are collectibles out there 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 are hobbyists out there that have a collection of, you know, certain toys that have never been played with. Yes. Yeah, very well aware. And for them, that's their hobby. They enjoy that. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. Personally, anything left in the box, I you know, I I got I gotta rip it out of the box. We're playing with it. <laughs> I don't think I could ever on that note, I don't think I could ever have a a collectible car. What do you mean? If even if I were to get my dream car, my my seventy two CUDA that's all fucking you know, done the way I want it. It's not just gonna sit somewhere because I don't want. I'm too scared to drive it. Oh yeah, that's just. It's not. It's not like me. Well, and and the um, big problem is they. Uh, they say a project car is never finished. I think we're experiencing that one firsthand. I don't want to talk to you about it. <laughs> this feels personal. Because <laughs> there's always something new out there. There's something you can do. Something you can change. That's for goddamn sure, man. And then once you build it the way you thought you wanted it, you go, you know what? I can improve on this. You know what I don't like is trying to explain that to people who don't understand. Yeah. That irritates me more than fucking anything because anytime, anytime I'm doing something to my truck, whether it's at work or here or something, someone has to make the comment, you know you're not going to get that money back, right? I'm like, I fucking know. Yeah. Nor do I fucking care. Or, you know, why Why does everybody have to ask when I crawl under my truck? Like, you know, what What are you doing out there? I, I don't know. I'm planning. I mean, I'll be honest with you, and it, it, it's, it, it gets referred to as overly sensitive or however the fuck you want to word it. I don't really care. But I'd be working on my truck at work because we have a shop and we have downtime. And I spend my life there. Yeah. I'm, it's your home away from home. Right. So if I have downtime and I need to get something out of my truck, I'm going to. Yeah. But every fucking time I pull my truck or even there's a guy that I work with there that I work on his truck. 
every fucking time everybody has to come out and start making comments. The peanut gallery comes out. Yeah. And all of a sudden the jokes start flying. And I, it, the last couple of times it's happened, I've literally told fucking people, that they'll ask me one question, I'll be like, yeah, but it'll be a lot fucking better if you weren't standing here. <laughs> and and luckily people have, they get, they get butt hurt. Yeah. But they go away. <laughs> just, just leave me to it, okay? I could just, I could just see you holding a cooler going, it'd be cooler if you didn't. <laughs> I want so bad to like reach them on a personal level, knowing that it's not going to happen. I haven't tried it, but I want so bad to just next time somebody offers a comment, I want so bad to be like, "What are you passionate about? Yeah. Tell me, tell me what you enjoy doing." Yeah, and then uh, the same goddamn thing. I think I think a lot of people these days need to find a hobby. I actually, right as you were saying it, I was thinking to myself like. Well, maybe that's the fucking problem. Is they don't have one. That, well, now I feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> but but it's not your fault they don't have a hobby. It's not. And I refuse to believe that there's, that, that nobody's capable, that, that everybody's capable, hold on a second, god damn it. The, everybody's capable of finding, that's how I feel, everybody's capable of finding something that they enjoy doing. And, I mean... I've found, I, I am personally making sure that I'm doing, what, four of them right now? Yeah, you know, there is such a thing as taking on too many projects at one time. I mean, you're not wrong, and you guys have all had to tell me to cool my jets for a minute, <laughs> but I, I want to do shit that I want to fucking do. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a firm believer that, God damn it, I'm, we're, we're going to be able to make some money doing this shit. I'm going to take some of you motherfuckers with me. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't, I'm here for the ride. I don't want... People to just be stuck doing shit they don't want to be doing. Yeah. So, um, so many so many people these days are... Uh, I can't think of the word for it right now, but, you know, they're, they're so okay with the day-to-day, you know, I'm going to wake up, go to work, go home, go to bed, and wake up, go home, go to work, go to bed. And... Yep, yep. And it's such a monotonous cycle. And like you, you, you need to have dreams. You need to have goals. I, I really, I don't want it to get personal because I don't mean it that way. But I have to say, like watching my parents do this. Well, up until my mom got sick, they did the same fucking thing forever, and they struggled doing it. Yeah, and I was just like, like in my little ass head, I'm still like, why, why, why don't we change something? Yeah, and, so and things like, can be better. And like their goal was to make it to retirement, but then what? I don't even think like like if if I'm being completely honest, it was just the pure settlement of paycheck to paycheck. May, maybe there was a small retirement plan, but do I I really fucking doubt it. Yeah, and that's where I get confused because I'm like why like I'm a product of my father and his work ethic. Why the fuck did neither of them want to take a step in a higher direction to make shit better? Maybe they did. Maybe I was just blind because I was a child. Well, there, there's also a thing called fear paralysis. Hello, buddy. Go back a couple inches. There's also a thing called fear paralysis. And I think this is something that we kind of referred to a little bit earlier. And, like, you can have all these plans and whatnot. 
but you can't let your fear stop you from doing it. And so many people do. Sometimes you just have to jump. Yeah. And uh, I'll admit that, you know, it it does stop me from doing some things. Um, and I, I, I would love to get out of the city we live in and move somewhere cooler and possibly explore some of my uh, my dreams but I'm I've got this fear of failure yeah and, yeah uh, I don't want to come off as arrogant but you know I I hold myself to a higher standard and the thought of failing is not a good one it's uh, it definitely overpowers It definitely overpowers the thought that you have to maintain when shit does hit the fan. We always, you're just like me. I'll figure it out. Yeah. It, uh, the world's not going to stop turning. I have to figure this out, and I have to do it now. No, and no one's going to figure it out for you. But um, but the fear of hitting that point is what was exactly what you're talking about. Fucking stops everything. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that a lot because... It just for either one of us, man. If if our world does stop for one fucking day in the wrong direction, everything's done. Yeah. Well, and in theory. Yeah, I get jealous of people who have something to fall back on. Uh, I mean, in, in a way, I have something to fall back on. Uh, I was, you know, I was a pretty good tow truck driver. I could go back to it at any time. Mm-hmm. Don't wanna. Don't want to. No. <laughs> um. But, you know, some of some of these people have a lot of things they can fall back on. And, you know, for you and I, we don't have anybody that we can fall back on. We are it. And that means in a way we support other people. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, when that when it comes time to make that phone call, I don't yeah. I don't have anyone to call. Yeah. I mean there's plenty of people that would put us up on their couches. I was going to say, listen, when I say that I don't talk, I'm not talking about having a roof over my head. Yeah. That's never a question. I know that there's people I can call for that. But that's not, I don't want to fall that far down. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if it, if push came to shove, you know, we, we have friends and family that would be like, hey, come come to the house. Right. We'll get you, we'll get you a meal, we'll get you a bed, we'll get you a shower, stuff like that. But as far as, you know, losing everything we own, there's nobody for us to fall back on. There sure isn't. Like, you know, that that is the worst of the worst, um, being in that situation. As much as I would like to say that that is a... I, 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 can't, I can't really say that that's a mutual feeling that I have for a lot of people because I've watched so many people, and no disrespect by any means, because I would utilize if I had to, but I've watched so many different people in my life, close to me and not, hit really hard times and almost always have a bailout. And I'm like, fucking really? Yeah. Like, that's it? Just a phone call and it's just, there's a Band-Aid on it? Yeah. I'm like, God damn. I've been, I, I'm thankful in one sense that I haven't just been handed an option because I wouldn't be as strong as I am. On the other hand, fuck, man, one would have done okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could have taken a little taste, you know? Yeah, having to work hard for everything that you and I have gotten uh, is, uh, is, is is a treat and uh, 
I'm just tired, you know? It's a reward and a punishment. Yeah. Oh. You know? Um, it would be nice if, for once, something would just fall in our laps, right? Of all the stupid financial opportunities that I had growing up, that, yes, I put myself in, but was not smart enough to utilize correctly... I wish so often for just one more of these opportunities to fall in my lap so I can make one more. Cr- I'm smart now. I get it. I know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, uh, it's fucking, these learning curves, man, they're rough. Yeah, like, um, you know, back back then I could afford it. I financed a, a vehicle for a friend of mine, and, you know, that that ended up terribly. Uh, ended up with the truck I have today, but... <laughs> uh, I managed to to work my way out of it, but you know, if I could go back and and not do that, yeah, I would be far better off today than I am now. Yep, it's those those learning curves that unfortunately build us, man. But um, and you know what? I was one of those people that was like, you know, hey, yeah, you know, you need help, I can help you. And then when push came to shove and he screwed me over, there was nobody there to catch me when I fell. Yep. You get to fix it now. Yep. You know, I was just trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. And I get screwed. Well, you fixed it. I did. Blood, sweat, and tears. So, um, unfortunately, one of the things that I have to keep an eye on now with some of the new circumstances that we're dealing with here is I got to keep this under an hour. Oh no! What happened? Well, nothing bad. I'm just uh, I'm I'm uh, experimenting with some some uh, some softwares that are in the testing stage. Okay. Okay. And they require an hour. Yeah. So. So from you uh, taking a look at your Spotify, your YouTube, but now we're coming up on uh, fifty-five minutes here. There would have been a good fucking video, uh, but I, apparently it stopped recording at some point. Uh, that's why today was a testing. So that didn't work, but that's okay. I'll get it figured out. Um, that's okay. I'll be your guinea pig. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna come back. <laughs> I'll be back. For the listeners in the comment section below on Spotify, um, tell us how you like it. Today should be a really huge upgrade to your ears. I'm excited to hear the feedback on that. No pun intended. But please give it a like and a follow and. Soon, subscriptions will be available for more content. I said more. I'm already loud as it is, but when I say more, I mean more. So keep an eye out for that. And, uh, yeah, click all the things. Share, like, follow, tell your friends, word of mouth. Tell your friends. Tell your mama. I'm kidding, but we love you. Oh, yeah, no, we'd love it if your mama would listen. Listeners, listeners.